All right. We got some roster cuts and wearing ASU because rivalry week. And uh, we, we got to talk about Tucson, I guess. But no, go, go away, Robin. Roll the intro. We're talking. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on the SiriusXM radio app and ad-free on Amazon Music. It's a great place to listen. we got a great show on today's episode because the Arizona Coyotes made a massive round of cuts, Matthew, um, to their roster uh, for the tr- from training camp ahead of two more preseason, the final two preseason games, one in Anaheim and, and uh, one in Tucson, which comes later this weekend, the day after our rivalry game. But we'll get to that. So we'll get to those a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Let, let's get to these round of cuts because it is a massive round of cuts. Yeah, it's like 18 players. It's something ridiculous. It's a lot of cuts. And then TLDR, like – the, the notable names not cut is like Max Zuber, and there's probably one more I'm forgetting. Uh, but it, it's it's a lot of players. So if if you don't have anything to, to to add beforehand, I'll just go ahead and list them off in boring boring list format. Let's hear it. Stephen Comfort, Cam Crotty, Jan Yannick, Travis Barron, John Leonard, Ryan McGregor, Matt Falalta, Justin Kirkland, Milos Kellerman, Nathan Smith, Akuratu, Ben McCartney, Vladislav Kalyachanuk, Joshua Doan, Michael Kesselring, Patrick Cook, Montana Onyabuchi, and C- Curtis Douglas with uh, Austin Pogan- Pogan- Pogansky? I cannot read. All right, it is late. I cannot read going to the Tucson trading camp. And, I mean, again, it's no surprise, as we talked about um, on Sunday, the uh, the Coyotes were ready, ready for those cuts because, the you know, after their game against um, Anaheim in Palm Springs, we knew because at most of those players, we knew we were going to face cuts and the Tucson Roadrunners Camp had started, you know, would set start on on Monday, which was now earlier this week. So it only made sense that a massive round of cuts like that was going to happen because, like, Tucson actually needs to ice players for their training camp, right? Yeah, and th- there was there's quite a bit of why why Doan and as good of a training camp as he's had, he's not everyday NHL ready. Why not let him have a top six role in Tucson? He's not going to get in Arizona. If Logan Cooley is going to struggle to get his top six role earlier on in the season, Dylan Gunther is going to struggle to maintain his top six role early on in the season. They earn their minutes. They'll be fine, but you got to earn them first. Josh Doan isn't going to have that, that consistent role. Let him play top six in Tucson. Let him have that leadership role in Tucson. And remember right now he is, but a boy, but next year he may become a man. Oh yeah. I mean, you and I thought Josh Doan was going to probably get to the maybe the final game before getting sent down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he needs to spend as much time as he can with the Roadrunners roster. You know, I think that extra week can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's what kind of we all knew. We all knew he was going to be a Roadrunners player this season. It, it kind of it's no secret at all. I think the only thing that does, again it does surprise that it did was it was this quick into the week, given that from my understanding, um, and this was something that was said by um, friend of friend of the show, um, Jason Hernandez and host of Locked On Ducks. He went and said he's like I saw Josh Stone play and he's like he looked really good. Um, I really liked him. I really liked him. Um, and and that's the understanding that I've been getting from a lot of people in the game in the in the game in Palm Springs that Josh Stone looked really good. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it surprised a lot of people why he got sent down. But let's look at the bigger picture. And like I said, he got sent down because he needed to spend that just that extra time with Tucson, as I mentioned in just about just about a minute ago. Well, yeah, because if he's going to try to take on a bigger role in Tucson, I only say leadership role because I, I'm going to assume he's he's going to have a role within like that, not the captain this year. Uh, might not even wear a letter, but he, he could get an A on his sweater. But you want to have all the time you, po- you possibly can with the, the proper line combinations in practice, not th- this overarching big training camp with Arizona – where it's this is a specific game plan you're going to run in Tucson. These are the guys you're going to be with in Tucson. Yeah, he's been mostly playing with the guys he's going to be playing with in Tucson, but now you just get to focus on that. So I, I think he's gotten to learn a little bit more at the NHL level, show off a little bit more at the NHL level, preseason NHL level, but now it's time to see if it can translate. And you know what? If he pulls a J.J. Mosier where he plays really well down in Tucson, he can force his way up. But I don't anticipate him forcing his way up anytime soon. But I do still stand by what I said. He will likely get more than just a cup of coffee this season. I think he's earned it as long yeah. as he continues I mean, to work is, and it translates. There is also that difference between uh, J.J. Mosier's playing um, and forcing his way up and then Josh Stone trying to force his way up. J.J. Mosier was able to do it on a team that lacked talent. To be honest, let's be mm-hmm. real. That team lacked a lot of talent and they needed help in defense. So he took, mm-hmm. you know, JJ Mosier really took the opportunity for that. Josh Jones has kind of just in more of just an unfortunate circumstance where it's like, yeah, he's pretty good. He could probably be pretty good if he was, if he was like coming at this point in his career a couple of seasons ago. Um, you know, again, we're talking like if he was born you know, a couple of years earlier and whatever, he would, he probably would be had made a roster spot at this point. Uh, but because the Coyotes are improving on their depth, the team is a lot stronger this year. Why have to worry about Josh Stone right now? Let him develop. Well, yeah, because, again, he'll get that top six role. He'll get those minutes he wouldn't get here. Look, if, if just Liam O'Brien – was the guy in front of him, then sure, he'd make the NHL roster. He'd get that that fourth-line time. I don't think it'd be very good for his development, but he would have a roster space. Better to just have him play top six in Tucson. Just Whenever there's an injury, whenever something happens, he'll get a call-up. He will, he will, like I said, he will get more than just a cup of coffee in Arizona at some point this season, but it appears that they're not going to do the Barrett-Hayton thing where they have him start for a couple of games, then send him down. They're just going to be like, no, you're going to start in Tucson, and uh, make us think this is a mistake. And if I think Dover learning- plays really well. <laughs> yeah, and I think the Coyotes are slowly, and the slash Roadrunners are slowly learning from the mistakes. Take a look at, you know, this, that's somewhat of the case of what, you know, of the taste that Barrett Hayton got. Also mm-hmm. take a look at, you know, Dylan Strom's route. 
both very, very different. Josh Donchrout is also very different than those two players. And you can tell that they're slowly learning with how how to properly develop players that they expect to make a big impact um, eventually. Yeah. And also, they like to overcook. They, they like to, to throw their, their kids in the minors now and overbake them. And that's a good thing, as we mentioned earlier this week. So every day, you know exactly what we thought, what we think about uh, the Coyotes overcooking their players in the minors. But we'll continue our thoughts about uh, these cuts and uh, kind of maybe get a little bit of a take a look at the preseason games coming up. We got one in Anaheim and one in Tucson coming up in just a bit. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? You're building a roster to win the league you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract and interview and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast and with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches the job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you're growing your business to have to, to make every dollar you count. And that's why Indeed, and, and, and that's why with Indeed, you pay only for, quali- for quality applications that match you, you, your must-have job requirements. So just be sure to go ahead and check out Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring. Just once again, it's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms, terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed you do. All right, let's continue, Matthew, as we get through these roster cuts. Of course, as we mentioned, Josh Jones was kind of the big name that passed through there. Um, let's actually, you know what? I want to go ahead and touch on really quick the, uh, you know, the you know, I guess the elephant in the room and the one player that was not mentioned. In that what do you mean, Maximilian Zuber? Oh, it was Maximilian Zuber. I mean, I feel like there's been so much talk about Zuber over the over just this summer right mm-hmm. just how, over just how much he's developed in just you know the last you know the last couple of years um and how great he looks and he's making his strides towards becoming NHL ready and I think the fact and the fact that he stuck around up until this point really kind of says something yeah and, and now that you're reminded me because uh, Craig Morgan posted an article think yesterday morning that all I did was respond, hey, he should be in Tucson because I wanted to spread my propaganda. I hadn't got around to reading it yet because, remember, we last we checked in, last we had any update, he was still going to be loaned back in the DEL. Despite winning a championship last year, he was still go, allegedly going to go back to the DEL. Apparently now, plans have changed with how much of a stride he's taken in his game. It's looking like he's going to be playing in Tucson this year. So it's and interesting how he would make it past the, these rounds of cuts and he'll he'll hang on to the roster a little later. I mean, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're holding on to him this long um, mm-hmm. and probably taking him through the rest, like maybe close to the rest of training camp is they want to just take an extra look. They're like, all right, let's take a look at a couple extra things. Is it worth keeping you 
here in the North American game, have you play in the AHL or do we send you back to Europe? Because again, as we mentioned, the North American game and the European game or international game are very different. Um, if you can get him ready for the American game a lot sooner, I mean, that, that sounds huge. Yeah, and I, I, I want to let my opinion be known on this right now. Um, I would rather kids that aren't quite ready be forced into the AHL early than forced in the NHL early. I, I would re- – because it, it's – it shows you a bit of a skill gap to know where you're at, and you can always loan them back out later. Like, hey, you're, we're going to get you up to the AHL level for 20 games. You know what you got to work on. Go back to the DEL, go back to Liga, and then come back next year. But I would rather them be thrown to the fire at the AHL level because you still have a bit of a skill gap than the NHL level. I feel like that would be a better strategy. But this kid has been good. And also, I, I want to read a couple small quotes from this article. Uh, Rope Riders camp begins Monday, so Craig Morgan article in Tucson. Zuber is working his way back from a minor injury, so he won't be ready for the start of it, but he's ex- he isn't expected to miss much time. While Tucson's players' roles have not been defined yet, uh, Stanley expects Slanny expects Zuber to play significant minutes on the penalty kill. So he's probably going to be getting not only good top four minutes, but also special teams time. They have yeah, a plan I'm- for this kid. Oh, 100%. And if you're hearing that, you know, in terms of, you know, if you're hearing that from John Slaney, you know, who's been an assistant coach for the Tucson Roadrunners since year one, mm-hmm. that's some pretty reliable information to kind of give us the idea that, yeah, he's he, he's ready for uh, to, make, to make the leap over here to that definitely at the very least the AHL level. And, and honestly, I, I, I'm excited for, for Zuber because th- this kid is interesting. I want to pull up his profile real quick so I have a couple numbers to, to reference. Uh, but this kid has got good size, 6'3", 201 pounds, left shot defenseman, 21 years old. Last year uh, in the DEL in 46 games, 3 goals, 7 assists, 10 points, 15 playoff games, 2 assists. Um, the DEL is one of the leagues that does not have pri- uh, secondary assists, correct? A lot of the Euro leagues don't. I think so. Yeah. This, this kid is not coming in to be power play specialist, not coming in to be 40 assists. This kid, ob- obviously, if they're planning for him to go on the penalty kill, you're looking at his defense. He has the body and the frame to do it, and his numbers look pretty consistent. I know plus minus is a team stat, but who's on that team, who's on the ice. You play a, a key role on the ice as well. His plus minus is pretty consistent as well as one metric to look at. And whenever I, I get to watch him at, at the rookie camps, the, the I think I got to watch him once last year, not bad. And if his game has already made some strides, he's gotten better. I want to see him in Tucson. I will have more access to watching him in Tucson than I, than I will over in Germany. I'm ready for this because Tucson, I I will always stand by the AHL should primarily be your prospects. E- even your third third to seventh rounders, all right? You should only need to sign AHL contracts for a couple of veteran pieces and to help fill out your roster if there's injuries or if some guys genuinely aren't ready. I don't like when AHL rosters like half AHL contracts. It's weird to me. So as like many Coyotes prospects – go ahead, yeah. sorry. I was going to say, I mean, there are those teams in the AHL who are like, 
I think for a while they had like no affiliation. So like they had like 70% AHL, AHL players and then like 30% or whatever of like mixed bag of prospects from other teams. The AHL oh. used to be a weird place. Well, yeah, because uh, the Chicago Wolves are one of the few that are independently owned, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to end our affiliations and we're, we're going to try to win. It's like, look, I, I have to agree with, with the hockey guy here. Maybe the AHL just isn't supposed to be profitable. It's just there as you you mitigate losses and develop your talent. Uh, yep. That's kind of what it works best as. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing that it's interesting that we do see a completely different AHL here on the on the West Coast mm-hmm. than the AHL that kind of business that's happening over on the Northeast. It's interesting. I I, I kind of like it. Feels more chill out here. It feels more like what the AHL should be. It's a developmental league. Yes, it is still a professional league technically, uh, but it's a developmental league. You got guys that are going to be career AHLers that are very useful in those roles, help fill out your lineup, veteran presence. You got to have some of those guys, but it's always going to be, hey, how many of your prospects can you get on this team? Yeah. Plus, another thing, too, one thing I enjoyed, um, you know, I enjoy about, you know, the uh, the AHL here on the West Coast is mm-hmm. – uh, you know the, those times when you, yeah, I've again, I had some friends who are who are fans, or oh, I guess they're they cover their teams. Um, one of the the uh, former host of Locked On Kings and the current host of Locked On Ducks, they came to visit in Tucson, and we literally had like a massive AHL crossover talking about age. Just literally two episodes, I think even three episodes, Matthew, talking about AHL hockey, like, and we're talking here on the West Coast, all in one place. Like it's pretty cool, um, but. That's just, just kind of just like a little side note for you. Well, I mean, I, I was going to say, oh, that's interesting, but I also literally cover ASU hockey. So, like, I can get some mileage out of college hockey. I can imagine AHL is going to have a little more storylines as well because also uh, who's developing? Who's going to be the next kid to break through? Who's going to be the next Connor Garland, Matias Michelli? And as someone that covered the Tucson Roadrunners for seven years, it's pretty, you know, it was – pretty it's that's accurate yeah you can definitely see something like that mm-hmm. but we're going to continue talking about this get our closing thoughts is we'll maybe get some just like brief thoughts about the upcoming preseason games again we're going to talk a little bit more about that later this week including uh just you know, i believe even um yeah i'll just say this including tomorrow when you're going to expect to hear from our good friend carl pavlock former co-host of, uh, of Locked on Coyotes and current manager of the new independent Pie for Howling. So expect that later this week. Should be fun. He's coming for his job back. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know why I, I would replace a, a, a Sun Devil with another Sun Devil, but even though I already did this summer, but you know. It... But like I said, it's because he is quieter and more reserved. You think you can bully him out of his, <laughs> out of his support. And I am too much of a loudmouth, boisterous personality. I know what you're doing. Anyway, you want to get in, into the, the sponsor of this show? Let's, uh, let, let, let's get to it. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. 
The app is easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get to our closing thoughts here. Um, and just get some, and again, as well as just a little bit brief preview, because the Coyotes are going up against the Ducks twice more. They're going up against the Ducks a total of three times this preseason. They had the game in Palm Springs, the game in Anaheim coming up um, tomorrow when everyone's listening to this, as well as the game in Tucson coming up on Saturday. It's going to be exciting to see that. Um, but these a lot of a lot of players, most of the players that we have left, are, um, are players who are going to make the final roster for the Coyotes, plus a couple others. Um, as we mentioned, Maximilian Zuber has made his way through um, so far, um, but he'll probably get sent down for the like right before the end of it. Uh, Zach Sanford is still he's had a really good training camp so far. Yeah, he's not he, NHL he's strong. Good, but like. I, I would be comfortable with him getting a call up for a week. Yeah, Michael Carcone, as we mentioned, he's likely going to make the final roster, so it doesn't surprise. Um, but according to Camp Friendly, it just still labels him as training camp rather than NHL. Um, and then the goaltenders, um, Anson Thornton and Ivan Presvatov, are still have not yet to been cut. Um, but that's probably due to happen pretty soon as well. Thornton's old enough to be in the AHL, right? This is the yes, year he's, he's AA eligible. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I think we were talking about it on the show. I really hope he lights a fire under Ivan's rear end because uh, I, Ivan, I, I, I'm still gonna gonna not give up my my hope for this kid. Still a good goaltender, especially with Ivan being on a contract year. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know what you're getting with Vamelka. He'll play ab- above his head against really good opponents. Poor against lesser opponents. He didn't look very good in, in that preseason game. It's preseason, so I'm not going to look too deep into it. But it just kind of – it's a reminder of, of what you're going to get with him. Uh, I, I would imagine at some point Ingram has a real shot of taking over the starting net. That would probably be the opportunity for Ivan to get a call up and get the backup job. I would yeah, imagine that Famoka might end up getting traded this year. Now here's the question, you know. In the short term, as you mentioned, there's a probably chance that we milk could get traded. There'll just be some movement with goaltenders. Mm-hmm. As of right now, let's say Prosvatov and, and Thornton both get sent down um, later this week. That was three goaltenders in the minors. You got Thornton, Prosvatov, and Vilalta. What are we, you know, how are the Coyotes managing that? You loan out Thornton because Vilalta is there as a backup AHLer if Ivan gets called up. Uh, someone gets injured. That's what he's there for. I'm hoping Thornton can outplay Volalta. I don't want to exactly say that he is at this point because he's still on the roster when Volalta is not. Volalta was always going to be in the AHL, so I don't want to put too much stock into that. But at the, even though you don't have an ECHL affiliate, you can still loan out to an ECHL team or even technically another AHL team, though those are really weird situations. I would yeah. I would assume they would probably loan him out if it's Ivan and Volalta locked in. Which would make sense, right? Um mm-hmm. I think that would make sense. Although maybe that's why that Thorne and and Brushpatov haven't been sent down yet. Maybe they're like essentially gonna get these last two games of the preseason and that's their tryout. It's like, all right, 
are we going to have to send uh, like loan? Um, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like this is your tryout right here. Yeah, it could be. And and also Volta, it is entirely possible. All right, because they need a goalie right now. Send Volta down. There, there's nothing really more to evaluate with him. It is entirely possible, though I'm, I don't think it's likely. I'm just going to acknowledge the possibility that Thornton could beat out Volta for the backup job, and it's Ivan and, and, and Anson Thornton as your two goalies. Don't necessarily think that will be the case, but it is certainly possible. But expect Prozy and Volta. Yeah, it would make – I mean, that in that sense, it would totally make sense. Um, however way it plays out, it just kind of shows that the competition for goaltending in the Arizona Coyote system is heating up, and uh, it, should, it, should, it should spell for some even better competition in the years to come. Yeah, it should. So um, th- th- this is Ivan's last, last hurrah to prove something because – if they don't like what they see, and this is not something I'm, I'm getting from someone, like no one's calling me up, hey, this is what's going to happen. I can just imagine that if, if Prozatov isn't where they want him to be, he could be someone that's traded at the deadline to a team that just wants a little bit of goaltending depth because it's like, okay, we're not going to re-sign him. It makes sense, right? Anyways, awesome. any final, final <laughs> thoughts before we close things off? Uh, forks up. Bear down. Nope. Nope. I always like poking the bear. Forks up. I literally have a pitchfork to poke the bear. Literally. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and on the SiriusXM radio app. And, of course, on ad-free on Amazon Music. So be sure to check it out over there. Don't forget to interact with us on social media, though. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, and on X at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matt Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Thank you.